You know what I mean? First and foremost, I want to welcome all of you listening. You know, whoever you are, I appreciate you. And welcome to the very first installment of the Downtime Podcast. The very first one, claps, cheers, you know what I'm saying? All that good shit, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my name's Drew, as my you may Steven. or may not or, you know. Oh. My God. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> what a start. What a start. It has to be like, it's just a vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's um, just a vibe. Yeah, so. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> Steven, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> you know what? If, uh, if you insist, man. My name's Steven. Uh... <laughs> what else do you want me to say? <laughs> Whatever you like, whatever you like, bro. Um, shit, I don't know. You know, I sometimes just joke. I'm just some guy passing around, but uh, I don't know. You know, like I just i I personally enjoy just meeting new people, feeling out new environments, and living life vicariously through that. You know, and uh, I don't know. I, I we talked about this once, but uh. I kind of feel that the legacy of your life is implanted firmly based on the legacy that you leave on the imprint of people's mind, right? For sure, for sure. So it's the whole idea that who you are is a collection of who has touched you in your life and your own yeah. individuality and how you've consumed that, you know? So uh, yeah. everything else is just beauty on top, you know? That's why I love this guy, man. Always, got, always has the right thing to say. You know what I mean? Always got that, all that deep shit. I like that. <laughs> no, but I can agree. You know what I mean? I feel like that's why we we became very close. You know, yeah, just because yeah, just human interaction, just learning about different people, gaining perspective. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know, we, yeah. I remember us meeting when um, I believe it was Frosh, right? Yeah. And I was running Frosh for our art school that year, and I had hired Haru as one of the leaders. And, you know, I love our school because despite the background that everyone comes from, everyone's just so open-minded. You just love everyone, right? And <laughs> I was just floored by the amazing people that we had in our team. But, I, mm. I, you know, there's just something I think that really connected us to each other. I think, like mm. you said, we just had similar vibes, similar energy, and you know, it just it just took off. You know, I think all it really took was us meeting in the right environment for our friendship to bloom. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I agree. I I definitely agree with that. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy because like I I'm not ID bro. Like yeah, that year when I watched and stuff, and then we met and all that. Like I knew I already knew of you just because like, you were so, and you still are very prominent at Glendon. You know, like, really? everyone knows you. Oh, 100 Come on, man. I'm being humble. <laughs> nah, nah. That's actually new to me. You know, I... I... <laughs> I don't know. I kind of figure that I, I do my own thing. It's usually low-key. And, mm-hmm. you know, you do run into yeah. some people, right? Mostly, like, you know, people that you've interacted with. But, right. you, know, you know, for me, I always figured that it, it can be difficult to leave a last impression on people. 
I mean, you know what? Fair enough. I was like the one guy on campus for a while with like what purple hair is. So I mean, <laughs> that, yeah, I think that might have played a part. That might have. That might have lost the number on some people. Just a little bit. Just a little just bit. A little, not much, though, you know. <laughs> just, 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 just enough. You know what I'm saying? Just enough. Yeah. So nah, when but, we um, hadn't met that year for Frosh, yeah. um, tell me a little bit about like you, right? One thing that I loved about being the orientation chairperson was yeah. hearing about people's story, right? Because right. I feel like that's one thing people don't do enough in interviews. They don't, <clears throat> they don't talk about themselves. They talk about the version of themselves that, you know, would fit the company. But they don't yeah. talk about how their lives have led them to this company and what their lives mean in relation to progressing with this company, right? right? It's, it's often, right. I think, it's so financial, right? It, or it's so artificial, right? Yeah. That just the very idea of who we want to be when we grow up, what type of person do we want to become? What type yeah. of life do we want to lead? Those are things that just slowly slip our mind from childhood that many of us, I don't think, can ever really get back. Yeah. Right? So, you know, for me, I was just, I, I loved doing Frosh for that reason, right? To be able to say, like, you know, you know, fuck me. You, you don't need to be, <laughs> I think so many people, right? They have the, they have the, uh, you know, Frosh that you need to be the one with the crackhead energy. <laughs> 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 you're screaming it doesn't even matter what the weather is it doesn't even matter if it's 7 a.m or it's 12 p.m Fact. you're just yelling you're jumping you're vibing right yeah and i love that our school was so progressive that's like no hold on no one's like that <laughs> no yeah. one's like that or you know the people who are they're like that because that's who they are but we shouldn't all try to change ourselves to that so exactly that's my long preamble. <laughs> to, uh, that's that's, no, that's me good. being a, trying to, like, you know, always preparing to be a teacher for eight years. But, um, <laughs> hey, man, I see it. No, But tell me, what is your story? Right? Like, um, what I mean, led you to that moment? Back right. First met and what's happened to you since? Right. Um. I mean, it's a it's a loaded question. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, just being myself. I'm a very chill individual. I'm very um to myself a lot of the times. Independent. Right. You know what I mean? And naturally, just shy. That's just the way I grew up. You know. Um. And I just honestly, just me doing frost week as an orientation leader, like yeah. I just came from my experience as like a new incoming student doing frost week. You know, and just. Right. I mean, I tell people all the time, like, my whole thing with doing Frosh is I'm trying to have that same impact and they give that same experience that I got when I first came here, something that literally changed my life, you know what I'm saying? Right. <clears throat> you know, I came in, think about it like this, you know, some dude from uh, Etobicoke, West End guy, like, <laughs> I only know people of a certain way, you know, I only know people who are you know, who act a certain way, who like certain things, who... Right. You, you certain are things a product like, of your environment. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just like coming to Clendon, like, <clears throat> I remember my first day, I was just like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I literally pulled up to class. Not class, sorry. I pulled up to the school and I'm like, no, this shit's whack. Like, this shit's so whack. I don't want to <laughs> be here. 
But um, and you know what was crazy? You know what took it from me? Mm. I remember. I don't remember the exact event. We were just all gathering like um just outside, a a one hundred. And I had no one to talk to, and I just felt so lonely. I felt so alone and dead. Yeah. I was just like, Man, I don't want to be yeah. here. And an orientation leader came up to me, and just started a conversation. And that one conversation led me to just. It just made me feel so comfortable and just allowed me to just open up just a little bit to the point where every single day afterwards, I just progressively just kept opening up to the point where I just started accepting the situation for what it is. And I just started looking at it in a positive light. And I really just started enjoying my time, you know? And I feel like, you know, first year for me was just an amazing year in the sense that I was surrounded by people that were so damn different from me, you know? And I was just right. invested and I was just immersed in it, you know? And that was, that right there, what I experienced back then, easily to this day, is probably like one of the best things that I've ever done. And it's just like, me just wanting to give that to other people incoming and me understanding the importance of that. That's just honestly what has driven me to just every single year just apply to be an O-lead, you know? Just because like, it has a tremendous amount of impact on people come into school you know what i'm saying right no man that really that resonates that really really resonates to me on so many different levels like mm-hmm. you know hearing your story it, it's it's almost mesmerizing a little bit right it, it reminds you when life gets so hectic about yeah why did we do this in the first place right it grounds you, you know, right. like i can't I, I can just picture it in my mind right you know people coming to a campus, a small one, a secluded one, a French one. <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> French no one. one. That most people didn't sign up for or involuntarily did so. And you kind of come in really skeptical, I think, because yeah. you're like, I just left high school. This is supposed to be a big jump for me. And this isn't what I expected. And I don't like that. I think just a natural environment, the friendliness of the people, right? The beauty of the campus, right? It just opens up your heart in a way that you don't expect it to. And when it gets to the core aspect of you, before you know it, you're a Glendonite, you know? Yeah. You belong with us. You're one of us. Exactly. You know, I remember hearing from so many people, I didn't even know Glendon was a thing, you know? Um, mm. we are a campus of, you know, on a good day or on a good year of 3,000. Now that's a the very other campus having 50,000 people. Exactly. Right? And so many people don't even know about us. In fact, many people, when they come to our Frosh Week, our orientation, they don't even realize <laughs> that they applied here. <laughs> right. And, you know, I remember my first day of Frosh, right? I, I specifically applied to Glendon, unlike a lot of people. So I was a little bit, like, taken aback that, like, a lot of people didn't even know they were applying here. Um, right. But I remember, you know, all of my classmates, mind you, my school, when I was in high school, we were top 10 in Canada, where right? We had a mm. lot of academically driven people. And I'm friends with a lot of them to this day. And they are right. great people, right? They and, and they are pursuing law school, med school, graduate school overall. And 
That's great because it was for them. But I remember for me, I was just in a school that I was a little bit miserable, to be honest, right? They never really addressed certain topics like mental health. And and that was something that I think was prevalent throughout my life. Um, They never really fought against the culture of comparison. In fact, some of the teachers kind of enabled it a little bit. Right. Yes. And so you will see a little inaccurate. And I remember hearing about London, it was like, whoa. <laughs> it's like realizing that you didn't have error because someone's offering you error. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, how do I get that? Yeah. And you know, like my last four years here, I'm at my fifth year now. My last four years and even into my fifth year, I'm still finding that fresh air and learning how to implement that into my life and learning what life do I want to lead? And it's because of opportunities and moments like what you had, I think, that like that really that really built it for me. Yeah. You know, it's it's an incredible experience to be able to have I guess a fresh start. I, I kind of picture, mm-hmm. you know, seeing sunlight and nature in your world for the first time, not realize not having realized that existed and just being floored away by the colors and beauty that is existence that is life right right i remember this is one quote you know i'm gonna say two um (laughs) it's one thing to survive and it's another thing to live right But there's another thing that came to mind. It's like, you know, there's two types of tired. One when you're tired and one when you need peace. Right. That's a big one. It it was both of those elements, right? That, you know, the the need to live my life, but the also need to have peace at the same time Mm -hmm. that drove me to London. Mm -hmm. And it led to great moments like meeting you, you know? If I had followed my fellow high school students and just falling into a business path, I would never have met you, right? I, I would have never have met incredible people that I've met, you know? And mm-hmm. that's something that I couldn't get, I think, with the other <clears> path, or I wouldn't have been as likely to get. Yeah, 100%. No, that, that definitely connects because, I mean, just following the path that you're following now, like, you meet all these amazing people, you know? And yeah. I feel like, just even me on that first day, I was just like, man, I don't want to be here. This shit's whack. Like, I'm going to <laughs> You know what I mean? I was just thinking yeah. so, because I was so uncomfortable, right? right? Back in the day, just, you know, when you're a product of your environment, you are a product of repetition, you know? You're a product of experiencing the same things all the time. And it's right. to the point where, even if you really, you're you're consistently just surrounded with the same things you are in a shell you're in a box you know and the second you experience anything that's quote unquote out of the ordinary to you you know it, it puts you in a position where you're just like man like it can you know, it can really just like hit you like i don't want to be here i don't want to do this shit like but then you know just having that one conversation with that old lead i don't even know who he is <laughs> but it's just like <laughs> how much of an impact he had you know what i mean it's just like that allowed me to open up and allowed my box to expand you know and accept all these different things and allow these things to be my new norm you know what i'm trying to say right. and it's just like 
it's crazy to me because just like if I let's just say I I packed up and I went to Kill Campus, where would I be right now? All the amazing people that I've met last like three four years at the school. It's just like, you know, it's just I just feel like the most important thing and the most important thing that I've learned in my university experience. You know, I've gone through so many different. situations with people with just academics and my own interests my own growing and learning is just that you know being uncomfortable is not necessarily a bad thing you know yeah. i feel like being uncomfortable is your body kind of telling you you know what like this is different this is a new yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be bad in the sense that man i don't want to do this you should yeah. be like That's how one grows, you know. Yeah, you, you know they say that courage isn't doing what is scary to people; it's doing what's scary to you, but doing it anyways, right? And one of the things that's scary to so many of us is the unknown, right? It's diving deep into things that you are scared of, that you do not recognize, that you are unfamiliar with, right. and is that. Fear that I think it, 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 you know, to the grander scale, and we see it everywhere today, right? It feels things like racism, like sexism, yeah. all the isms. It fundamentally comes from fear of the unknown, our insecurity. Yeah, and you know, it, it's such a transformative experience to be able to slowly explore it, right? Yeah, within or Outside of our own comfort zones,、mm-hmm. right? Because often it does push us outside of our own comfort zones at times that we don't always expect, and it's just one of those things that you know, when you get a taste of it, yeah, you can't stop thinking about it. You know,、mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even when you take that moment, like for me, I, I I'm an extrovert, so I do gain my energy from being around other people. But I spent、right. a lot of my childhood just kind of doing my own thing, and so as I was opening up to this, I just remember I had to spend a lot of time just having like, okay, <laughs> I'm hiding myself in my blanket. I'm gonna turn off all the lights. I'm gonna watch some YouTube. Right. <laughs> you know, let me do my own thing. And but even in those quiet moments, right? You think about it in the back of your mind. You're still processing it, and you、yeah. think and you see different things from your past. In the new light. I mean, you know, it's one of those. You know, we we, we talk about a lot in society being aware. Yeah. Right. So being aware about issues around us, and there's a lot of them. <laughs> you、yeah. know, we talk about、um, microaggressions that we can commit. And how、right. it can cause harm to other people, right? How our own toxic behavior, whether conscious or unconscious, how that appears, where it comes from, and how it affects the relationships that we have and create,、right. along with a whole myriad of other issues, right? So you know, when we're talking about these things, right, it's one of those things that it can be fright- fright- frightening, right? Because it's just like. <laughs> You know, you start change, you start thinking like, okay, hold on, wait. <laughs> If this is a lot better, and I and a lot more comfortable, 
and making me a lot more happy. <laughs> what the hell was I doing every chapter of my life before? <laughs> right. And that's the thing. It's like you start questioning stuff like that. But then you also realize yeah. that, you know, like, just shit just happens like that. You know, stuff happens that way. Because, <laughs> I mean, we're... I don't, yeah. yeah so, go ahead. I was just going to say it, you know, I think in society, right, we're so scared of making mistakes. We need to say, I, I used to have the mentality, right? Like, I cannot afford a mistake. And maybe this is because we both come from immigrant backgrounds, right? right? Where our parents grew up in an environment, endured an environment, completely right. foreign to us, but extremely harsh, living paycheck to paycheck, doing whatever it takes <clears throat> to survive. Right, yeah. to be seen fighting for that and that's a privilege that we don't have to experience right and so yeah. but we, we we still garner a sense of that experience by that innate feeling like i cannot fail i don't have that right. margin for error and even right. people who do live here i think they feel that too right oh, that sense of like i can't say something wrong i am right. not allowed to screw up here Right? right, and I think that's a feeling we really need to get over. We need to learn how to fail, and that's something that our school systems, mm. I think, are trying to encourage. But they themselves, I, I think, it's structured in a way that they don't completely understand it too. At least not yeah. enough to really get through to us. Right. <clears throat> no, I mean, I mean, just going off of what you just said with all that, like, I mean, let's just talk about that, right? Just like. The ability to fail, the ability, uh, the ability, sorry, to kind of acknowledge that and just be able to be okay with that, you know. Right. In terms of like, yeah. sorry, what were you saying? No, please go ahead. Um, no, but just in terms of, you know, on the side of just being someone from an immigrant background, like, right, like, you said, like parents working hard, like doing this, this, and that, having this many degrees, and this kind of art. It's just like always working, always grinding, always doing this, this, and that, no mistakes, right? Like you see, what you see is just individuals who have to work for everything they have, and <clears throat> you just see that. You just see one aspect of things, right? And yeah. even when it comes to, you know, another side of things, which is like maybe like you're not from an immigrant family or whatever, but it's a societal pressure where it's just like, yeah. you know, you got to go through school, you got to get a certain GPA to keep going in your program. You got to do this again to university. You got to do this, this, and that. If you want to do this, this, and that, it's just like, you know, where we grow up kind of in a society where failure is looked as more so of an obstacle as opposed to kind of a ladder, you know? Like, I feel like yeah. people need to, just the way I look at it, just that failure necessarily that bad i just see it as just another thing that happens to me regardless like success yeah. and just things go hand in hand you know and like, yeah. it's what you take away from it. that's what's gonna define your next step right you know my favorite movie right or my friend's favorite movie excuse me is meet the robinson mm-hmm. and you know there's a very important scene right in the middle of the movie where they explain to the main character listen like you know when you fail, you learn a lot from that. When you succeed, not as much, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it's in a way played as a lesson. It also plays the last little, but 
Mm-hmm. You know, you touch upon this a little bit, right? It's not even just immigrant people who go through this, right? Yeah. All of our generation, to an extent, I think we all feel it. And even the older generations, right? I think they're, it's, it's encapsulated in our society to kind of, you know, seek this day by yeah. day to all of us, right? We just had to grow up with it. But I think the older generation, it still permeates into their mind too, right? And it's yeah, just yeah. a whole notion that there are so many issues happening day to day to day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So many bills to pay, so many things to buy, mm-hmm. so many things to do. Facts. But the margin of error is just so small. Yeah. And you feel the world breathing down the neck that we don't know how to just say to ourselves, let's just sit back and breathe and enjoy and live, you know, mm. without feeling guilty. <laughs> right? Right. Right. I mean, you know, we, we talk about how sometimes, right, um, especially the university system, right, they often yeah. promote to not just student leaders, but just, you know, within their own classroom, like, you know, take care of yourself, guys. Like, don't push yourself too hard, right? Yeah. And they, they approach that in a way of, you know, self-care, right, mm-hmm. yeah. with regard to mental health. But I think it's a conversation that had been reduced to a sentence, if that makes sense. Yeah. 100%. Right? We don't talk about what does that mean, right? Yeah. It's like saying, like, you know, it, it's these little things that I think we need to learn how to do, right? So if you're working a nine-to-five job and, you know, you need an hour yourself, it's like saying, okay, I'm booked four to five. People aren't going to question you for that, right? <laughs> yeah. And if that's just time that you need to take care of yourself, that's what you do. Mm. But that's not, that's against our instincts, right? At least yeah. what society tells us to do we need to be working 24-7, right? Yeah, Our yeah. sleep has to be scheduled in a way that works for us, yep. right? Our eating habits need to be the same. We need to be keeping ourselves physically fit to do our job, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think we live in an environment where we always feel like we're failing something, right? Yeah. And, you know, we're able to kind of push certain things to the back of our mind. Like, listen, that doesn't matter. Right. But it's hard when... You know, everyone around you is kind of just jamming all these little things down your neck, right? Especially with social media, exactly. right? And I, I feel bad for a lot of, I, you know, I worked with a lot of kids, right? Um, yeah. At my job, and I feel bad for a lot of them because I'm starting to notice with the 12-year-olds, that age group, right. some of them, you know, fortunately, like, you know, the teachers now have seen us, right, Jen said, grow up with technology at hand, right? So, right. you know, we don't, they don't need, you know, that's not new to them as well. But, you know, I, I see this with the 12 years now, right? You know, they're starting to feel the pressure. And they're right. starting to do the, you know, go through the mistakes that we went through. But it's a little right. bit worse almost, right? So it's a right. whole... How many likes are you getting on Instagram? The comments that you're getting, yep. the attention that you're getting, right? Yep. What yep. are you doing to advance yourself to network, right? And, and don't get me wrong. These are not bad things to kind of focus on. But the problem is that we obsess over them, right? I think our society is still going on extremes, yep. right? 100% that I completely agree with you. If you're a cafe guy, oh, you must go to the cafe all the time, right? Yep. If you're a gym <laughs> If you're a gym rat, as they call them, you must go to the gym all the time, right? And that's the thing. That's the thing. You're not really allowed to... And I'm just going to interject really quickly. It's just like... You're not really allowed to 
quote unquote casually just have a slight venture into something. You know, exactly. you're not really allowed to have your interest piqued by something. You're not allowed to dip your toes in the pool, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to because we live in a society. I mean, we're talking about social media, we're talking about Instagram likes, comments, all this, this and that. Like everything is in the media. Everything's projected. Right? Like let's just say you want to dance or you just want to learn. Guess what? People are gonna be like, oh, go make a TikTok, go do this, post that. How many views are you gonna get? What's your plan to do this, this and that? But it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's just like let me just you know, we used to live in a time before like because I mean we're we're both in a unique spot where yes, we did technically grow up with technology, but we grew up with kind of a basic form of technology, like before like right. Instagram, Facebook, like you know, we we still kind of came up with like basic communication, like MSN. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So, we 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 saw a sense of technology before the sensationalism of numbers, such as likes and comments, right? Yeah. And we grew up with the ability to be like, you know what? Like, I just want to start painting. I want to do this. Or I want to do that. Right. We grew up with that kind of freedom, that mental freedom to be like, I don't have any pressure. No one, like, I don't need to take this hobby and blow up. I don't need to do that, you know? So just kind of transitioning into where we're at now. And I mean, you're talking about like these kids that, you know, these 12 year old kids, it's just like, it's crazy for me, you know, having a little brother and like, just kind of seeing from his perspective and seeing where I used to be in his shoes, you know? And like, there's so much pressure on young adults and just kids and adolescents. Like there's so much pressure on us to, to just utilize know, social to know media technology. Yeah. yeah, just to know how to market yourself, do this and that. But it's just like there's no room for just quote unquote just chilling and not doing anything and just doing something just for fun. You know, like everything has to be marketable. Everything has to be like, oh, you should put that on your resume. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah. that could be a good thing to say. Going to the interview, talk about that, this, this, and that. Like, but it's just yeah. like everything's marketed towards how we advance ourselves further. Right and yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong; that's not necessarily a bad thing. But again, the mm-hmm. problem is that we become obsessed with it. Right? Exactly. And that exactly. really starts like you know eating away with you. You know that feeling where you're just sitting in your bed and you're resting because you've had a long week, and yeah. you're like, "I need to do more. I'm not doing enough." Right. Like, Fair enough. Maybe you spend four hours on TikTok or Instagram, but. You know, we, we live in such a society that we are the pioneers of a new age. You know, right. 100, 200, 300, 400 years ago, right? All of our ancestors, they were pioneers in their own right. You know, pioneers into exploration, into industrialization, into globalization, yeah. right? Yeah. In ways that yeah. we, we never really wouldn't think about it because you know we live in the world that came from the after effects of their actions, right? Right. But the difference now, I think, is that we are all pioneers, all of us in our generation mm-hmm. of the information. Exactly. We will always have information thrown at all of us every single yep. minute of the day, right? Yep. And so it's one of those things. And, and, and you know what? I, I don't think we give you know credit to the older generations enough, right? I mean, like we all have a heart. Because, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what was what it would be like for my parents being in their shoes. Forget that they were immigrants, but just the fact of 
these kids are growing up with technology. Yeah. I don't know how to use that. Two years ago, mm-hmm. it wasn't even in existence. So how do I yeah. raise my kids to use these things well? Right. And it's just yeah. one of those things like, you know, we're always on the edge, I think. Right. And so it feels claustrophobic. It feels like yeah. life is no longer. You know, we, we you know, people always talk about, oh, things are better back in the day. I'm like, well, of course it was better back in the day you were kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be like that. But you know, it's always yeah. marketed to us that, you know, at least if you, you know, lived in you know, prosperity, right? Life is more of a walk. Mm. Sometimes a life, a nice casual job. But I think for a lot of us, it's like life needs to be a sprint, right? Yeah. It yeah. needs. To, we need to be working. We need to be going at it. We need to be hustling uh, for the job, for that good GPA, for those good connections, right? That you start thinking, so, oh, I can't hang out with my couple of high school friends. Those guys, those guys are just sitting at their minimum wage jobs, right? I need to be mm. moving on and making better connections. And it's, yeah. it, it takes so much of us that it starts to dehumanize people. And I think we live in a yeah. world that we often forget the other person across the screen is a person. That the yeah. other person sitting across the classroom, they're not someone that you're fighting against for the highest GPA. They're also a mm-hmm. person, right? And we forget yeah. all of this because we get lost in the mess which is our world, right? Yeah. In our yeah. pursuit for what we are told or what we are made to believe will lead us to happiness. Getting into grad school, getting that six-figure salary, you know, working for big companies. And it just takes away the human aspects, right, from a lot of us. You know, I I can't help but imagine, you know, all those people that work at our cafeteria, that worked for there for years, and how often people disorder and then look at their foes, not even looking at the person in front of them, Failing to recognize that that is a person. Yeah. And that's crazy, you know, because it's just like, you know, I was having a conversation the other day with someone about kind of the same thing. And it's just like, we live in a society that's so fast paced that we don't, sometimes we tend to forget what's really important, you know? And I mean, even going off the cafeteria example, like, you know, the people that work at our cafe, especially at Glendon, like beautiful people. We love them all. The beautiful people, like every single time I go in there, and I don't like the food personally. That's a different story, though. <laughs> it's not their fault, <laughs> not their fault. It really isn't their fault. They're doing what they can do, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, no, but it's just like occasionally when I have to go in there, yeah. um, <laughs> when you're forced to, when you're when you're on your last leg, you know, <laughs> last leg, like literally just dying. Hunger right, and thirst. On the edge, you know. On the edge, just blacking out, just like, you know, stumbling and shit. But um, that was just like, I walk in there, and I can feel the positive energy, you know, the smiles on their faces when they look at it and ask us what we want. The people who are cashing us out. Shout out Amy, you know what I'm saying? Shout out like all of them. Shout like, out Tom, amazing. Man. My guy Tom, shout out Tom one time. See if I have my soundboard, I going crazy on the, the, the like, sirens and shit but yeah shout out to my guys you know what I'm saying? shout out everybody there okay we'll, like, we'll leave in like a second pause for you to edit like you know right after yeah, yeah, yeah. but no it's just like you know we, we tend to forget stuff like that we tend to really forget like we do our place in society and our place when i say place i don't mean like oh shit like 
where I'm finna be at in five years or damn like what am I like what did I do the last couple of years now I'm like stressing it's like no like we tend to forget like in the exact moment like where you are right now like we forget about that you know and I think it's important to sometimes that break you know sometimes you need that moment of just like human interaction that moment of just downtime you know what I'm saying that that moment of just nothingness to kind of just self-reflect and that can be you know like we're talking about the cap that can be you going to the cap picking up some food and you know conversing with the people working there that can be you going on a walk or that can be you just sitting at home doing nothing that can be you meditating or you know whatever brings you happiness or you know what I'm saying it's just like and I kind of wanted to transition into quarantine you know and how we've been kind of dealing with quarantine just because I feel like you know for myself quarantine as unfortunate as this whole coronavirus thing is you know it's a, it's an unfortunate situation, but at the same time, I think it's definitely a blessing discussion. Many you and I actually had this conversation. We yesterday. did, we did. Um, and I just want to touch on that real quick, just because you know, just for myself, and I'm just gonna kind of go on a little bit. Um, you know, just first year, second year, third year university, I kind of came up like, okay, I I have these goals and aspirations for myself to you know perform academically work on my music work on you know other adventures that i'm interested in and physically like become stronger like go to the gym you know work on my basketball i had all these goals in mind you know and the fast like just being so fast-paced being go 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 and you know, always being on my phone checking notifications that pop up just steady influence of information just coming out of my judgment this whole entire time and you know, when COVID kind of hit, you know, I did summer school and stuff. But apart from that, I was really just at home doing nothing, you know. And at first, I'm not gonna lie to you, I beat myself up over that shit. Right. You know, I was pissed. I was like, man, like I told myself before, I'm like, I'm gonna, you know, work on music. I'm gonna put out so much content. This, this and that. But then it came to a point where I'm like, man, I don't even want to do that. And then it concerned me because I'm just like, I just would wake up and I wouldn't do anything productive except schoolwork. And I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, man, like, why am I so complacent? Yeah, complacency, like just like, like, why is this overtaking me? And then it really took me some time to kind of like get to a point where, you know, um, I had to just be okay with that. And I had to sit and really reflect on myself. You know, and I feel like that changed who I am and that brought me to where I am now. You know what I'm saying? I feel like for a lot of people like us, like, you know, little moments like that, that I feel like we just need to grow to appreciate. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, you touched on so many good points here. You know, right? We live in a society and we were raised in a society where we as a younger generation, we feel that strong need to create momentum. Yeah. Right? We we can't stay still. We can't be mundane. We can't just sit on the grass like those, you know, Photoshop, like, you know, university students. <laughs> we need to keep going, right? And that's why we're always on our phone, right? To hear yeah. the latest news, right? To see the greatest people, right? And 
you know, I think that's why I think a pandemic hurt a lot of people because <clears throat> at least people that, you know, from our age group, right? Because you yeah. kind of feel crap. You feel like crap because like, how am I going to hustle for a job? What is going to happen to school? How will grad school happen? Right? All these things right. that come immediately. Or it's like, you know, how am I going to find a partner? How am I going to hang out with friends? All these hows come into mind. And I think right. a lot of people, when we talk about mental health, they realize, crap, I can't work on momentum right now. I'm left with just me and my thoughts. I feel like crap. Because yeah, we exactly. focus so much on momentum, right? You know, we watch all these movies where so much happens in an hour and a half, right? That yeah, we, yeah. we don't learn about how there is a good part of our lives where nothing happens. Or not that nothing yeah. happens, that life happens, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, we, we watch sometimes these big funerals happen. We, you know, you see on TV, everyone is remembering that. All the beautiful words that are said about them. Yeah. And there are very few mentions about how I love this person because they sat and had a coffee with me once a month, right? And right. I think when we're talking about how the pandemic hit people, we, we can't we can't we can't mention we can't stop a mention at least once how a lot of people yeah. went through it being very lonely. They didn't have yeah. that plethora of friends to call to see. Right. right. They didn't right. know what to look forward to because suddenly you go from working every day, trying to get, get that promotion, walking and bustling around downtown to just working yeah. from home, studying from home. And you're just thinking, I, I don't know about you, but I, I can totally see this with a lot of my friends just kind of thinking, is this all? Is this all I have? Like, yeah. is this my life? You know? Mm-hmm. And no. so, we don't realize the beauty, I think. Of slowing down, of enjoying each other's company, right? Yeah. Of yeah. saying, listen, like, this doesn't need to be a year where I'm moving to the next thing. You know, we live in a capitalistic society. We live in a society yeah. that values wealth, material things, mm-hmm. and who you know, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And so, you know, they tell us, you know, for example, in the banking industry, six months. Finish up your third term there, move on to the next thing, right? Yeah. If yeah. you're, for example, in comm side, it's like, okay, are you designing an app right now, right? Which yeah. Yeah. big engineering or startup are you, big engineering firm or startup are you working for, right? Right. At school, are you volunteering at the hospital? Are you right. getting that straight A GPA, right? And then if right. you're in liberal arts where it is a little bit more up in the air as to what you can do, you have a lot more autonomy. It's like, that's even scarier because it's like, okay, where do you start? And exactly. I think that's great for certain people where they do want to keep moving forward, where they want to have all these things and mm. they want it for the right reasons for themselves. But yeah, that's the thing. I think we get confused in thinking we want certain things, right? And I think that's right. from dreams sometimes. You either dream about something and then you get it and then you don't know what to do. Or you don't get it, and then you don't know what to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, we it's, just it's, think. Yeah. I was just gonna say, you just think I'm gonna get it, and then my life's gonna be great, and then you get it, and you're like, huh. Yeah, because just like nine times out of ten, <laughs> the thing that you dream of is just something that's so ideal and so unrealistic, and yeah. just like dream of the ideals behind that. You know, you don't think about 
shit like what comes after you don't think about is it sustainable you don't think about the things that are actually important with when it comes to certain things like that right and it's just like you know i mean that's that sorry go ahead we just get sold the idea of a picture perfect life from a person at the very top of their industry Mm -hmm. who they themselves you know rightfully so they've worked their butt off to get where they got to they're great people they're smart yeah. people. They're yep. people that you can look up to. But the problem is yeah. that we get so obsessed with that, right? Yeah, exactly. And we get so competitive with one another that mm-hmm. <laughs> we all think that that's the goal and that's the type of person that we need to be. And, you know, we forget that there's more to <laughs> yep. life, you know? Way more, way more. I remember... You know, one of my favorite podcasts is Michelle Obama's podcast. Yours is right up there. Um, <laughs> but hey, Michelle Obama's podcast. Was, yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 the quick slide in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, in Michelle's podcast, she talks about how um, her mentor taught her something really valuable. And mm-hmm. it was that whenever her child called her, her five-year-old child with her five-year-old questions, her five-year-old concerns, it doesn't matter what she's doing. It doesn't matter what meeting she's in. She's going to stop what she's doing and be there for that child. Right. Yeah. And then Michelle Obama, you know, she kind of noticed like, you know, a lot of us, we gain our standards of what is right. Right. What is considered professional from those that we first work with. Right. Yeah. And so for her to be able to witness that, which is mind blowing, because she's like, that's not something that you, you know, raised to see that, that you're raised to believe that is professional, right? That's not the standard, right? And yes, yes she made it work, right? And yes, she made it a priority, right? And it's just saying yeah. like, you know, it comes down to the line of when my daughter is grown up, how is she gonna remember me? What right. type of mother am I gonna be in her life, right? How is yeah. that gonna affect her relationship with everyone else, right? And right. it's just saying, you know, we often think about our lives in terms of, you know, make, being a good role model for others, right? trying to help out those that we love specifically you know at the end of the day our offspring right that we kind of lose sight of it a little bit it's like listen like you know i've done enough like i paid for the goals i paid for like you know university why aren't they more grateful right Mm -hmm. um i i think you know and don't get me wrong you know i mean like (laughs) when you're younger it's hard to always be grateful Because you don't realize how hard your parents work, and that's something that you know a lot of us, I think, we realize when we go through it ourselves. But um, (laughs) it's it's the thankless job of being a parent, right? Um, So you know, shout out to your mom and dad. But okay, shout out, shout out out to the OG ones, you know. The OGs, Um, the real ones. Let's go. All of them out there, you know. Um, Yeah. But I was gonna say, right? You know. It's so wonderful to be able to see strong leaders out there who do end up prioritizing their relationships, mm. right? I remember, you know, they said something very clear, right? You know, um, mm-hmm. they were in a meeting once, right, with the mayor of Chicago, and they were kind of fidgeting around, right? And the mayor right. was like, okay, you know, what are you guys doing? Like, what's up? And then they were like, yeah. okay, sir, like, listen, like, you know, um, our kids' Halloween performance starts in 20 minutes and it's a 25-minute drive. And he was just kind of like, 
okay, then what are you guys doing here without skipping a beat? You, yeah. you know, like it, it makes sense to him. Like, why are you working every single day? Go be with your kids, right? But, and yeah, yeah. you know, it's very fair that he, you know, they were shocked by that reaction, but they realized yeah. how, how could we have expected him to know what our needs are when we never expressed them? And that's a lesson I wish I learned, right? Because I think mm-hmm. so many of us in that mind, mindset where we need to create momentum for ourselves, we always forget that, you know, we have our own needs, right? And we put them on the backside yes. sometimes that we burn out, that we don't realize, yep. like, listen, like, we too are humans. We have basic needs, right? But we also mm-hmm. have needs that aren't, that we kind of cast aside, right? That should be basic <laughs> needs that aren't, right? And you know, those are like those little moments that you have with your friends, or right. little moments that you have with um, your family. Right. I kind of went on a tangent, but <laughs> no. She, I want, man. Like, that's all we hear. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's good. <laughs> no, you man. Can, uh, I... Cut this out into tangible sound bites afterwards. <laughs> no, that's all good. <laughs> um. No, nah, but I literally agree with everything. And I feel like the main thing to kind of take away from that and just, you know, like, right. it's just you know, we work we work so damn hard for everything that we do, right? Yeah. And when I say we work hard for what we do, like, I think we need to make something very clear in the sense that you, you can say that you work hard if you go out to university or college. You know, you can say that you worked hard if – you got a good grade in your class. You can say that you worked hard if, you know, you were depressed for some time, but then like you finally came out of that. Like, yeah. and I, you know, I kind of I went on a tangent one time just on my snap or some shit. And I was just kind of talking about, you know, the definition of like what success is, right? And I feel right. like this kind of ties in just being able to enjoy yourself in the moment and being able to just enjoy what you worked for. You know, like if you worked all your life for a job, you have kids and family and it's just like you're still grinding your ass off and all that yeah. and you're still you know like you're still in a position where like you're like man i gotta keep working to put them through school to this it's just like you know they're gonna and touching back on being a kid and trying to be grateful for like what your parents do it's just like one day they'll look back and be like man like i appreciate that like for yeah. them like I appreciate like my mom and dad like putting me through school and giving me these opportunities but you know, I feel like the things that I remember from my parents growing up were the little things that they did the time that they spent with us like obviously I'm, I'm extremely thankful for like my parents for like them putting me in a position to go to school to experience what I've experienced but it's just like the little things that I experienced with them like that's the shit that I'll always remember you know you know, I want everyone, I mean, anyone who listens to this and just in general, just like work hard, but also learn to enjoy yourself and learn to be okay with taking a break. Be okay with not doing anything quote-unquote productive. You know, productivity doesn't always have to be like you're on top of your notes or you're doing all this quote-unquote hard work in terms of like your goals or whatever. Like, you know, like you said, we're human beings at the end of the day. We have so many different needs besides financial yeah. gain and academic success, success sorry, just stuff of that nature. So be okay with not doing shit. Be okay with yeah. spending time and maybe reading a book or just doing something that people don't consider, you know, important. 
because it's just if that's important to you then fucking do it you know